back then, sleep? What's sleep? Working out? Health? Yeah, that can wait. I don't need sleep. I would put certain things aside because the business took priority. That is completely different now. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome back. So today's episode is actually a little spinoff from last week's episode. Uh, I brought my friend Ellen on. We talked a lot about how to operate your business from a masculine and feminine approach. And it was a great episode. Definitely go check it out. I wanted to, in this episode, really peel back the layers and talk more on how I used to operate my business versus how I operate it now. Because after that, after we um, recorded that, a lot of things came up for me that I felt I wanted to share that would help other people. Because it is completely different how I think now, how I operate and how I'm living my life. And just the energy that I'm giving off is completely different than when I first started. When I first started, and I'm going to go back to the point when I started the web design business versus all the way back to fitness, Um, but when I first started, I was more so in a scarcity mindset of, hey, I need to make money. I need to make this happen. This is my only option. Like, I'm not going back to a nine to five. I need to make this work and I need to do whatever it takes to get there. That's always been my mentality. If I really want something, I will do whatever it takes to make it happen or to go after it. And so I knew that going into it. And I think that already set the tone for how I was going to build my business because I built it from a very hustle mentality. I had no idea how I wanted this business to look like. It was something that really found me and I was just kind of leaning in. I let go of fitness and I leaned into web design and Kajabi and I was like, okay, God, I trust you. Like you take it from here. And I will say that approach is more of the feminine, like letting go control. Um, But I just was open. I was open to receiving and open to learning and open to seeing where this could go. And one thing after another, it just kept going and going and going. And I think the hustle mentality was like, oh my gosh, things are happening. Things are moving. I need to keep up. And also being a perfectionist, I wanted things to be perfect for me, for the clients, um, and then just to keep things going in the business. So at the time when I first started this, it was just me. Um, I think maybe I might have had a virtual assistant to help out with like little tasks here and there, but for the most part, it was just me trying to figure this out, helping clients one-on-one. And so through that, 
my main focus was executing on client projects and finding clients. Those two things were the highest priority. And I let go. I think one of the biggest things for me that switched was like stop consuming so much content. I love learning. Like I could sit there all day and go through a course watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts. I absorb everything. But one thing that I learned was to stop doing things that didn't bring in revenue. And I'm going to flip that a little bit now this year. But in the beginning, when you're trying to make money, you have to focus on the tasks that are going to bring you revenue. So then you can do the fun things later on. And I that's also go, goes back to like shiny object syndrome. I had to set that aside. I had to keep telling myself over and over again, I need to focus on one thing, perfect this one thing before I can even look at bringing in something else. Because if I put in 40, 50% into five different things, it'll only get to that 50%. But let's say I put in 100% or 90% because nothing's perfect. But let's say I put in 90% to one thing. How great could that one thing be? That one service? And how great could that be for other people to refer other people to me because I've perfected this offer. I've made our clients feel amazing. I've thought of everything in and out to really make this the best offer, the best service possible before I bring in something else. Other things that I was doing was really focusing on the daily, weekly, and monthly tasks that I needed to do, again, to bring in revenue. And a lot of that is the unsexy work that goes on behind the scenes. I'm talking about reaching out to people, finding clients, uh, tedious tasks of engaging with people on social media, uh, answering emails, doing bookkeeping, all the things when I just wanted to design and sit over here and consume content, but it's truly the unsexy work that needs to be done. Like we have to do the things that we don't want to do in the beginning in order to get to where you want to go. That's the same in fitness. You have to do the things that you don't want to do to get the body you want. It doesn't just happen um, until you get to a certain point in business where For me, I was like, okay, I know that I don't like doing this part of my business. So what does that mean? I'm going to work as fast as I can to figure out what works in this area, create a system around it, and then bring in someone, like outsource, hire someone to do exactly what I was doing. So I can then go focus on something that I do love doing. And that's the power of outsourcing when you do get to that point. Another thing that I was doing in the beginning was my content was super structured and planned out. I batched my content. um, And this is something that I did when I first started 
in the online space because I knew I needed to grow an audience. And the best way that worked for me was to batch out two weeks of content every time I did it. And that worked for a good amount of time. And now my content is not super structured or planned out. I have a topic, I have a general idea, and I always look at it of how can this help people seeing it. But other than that, it's not super structured. I try to do, I try to have a general idea and then allow room for creativity because sometimes I just like to share what's on my mind share what I've been going through in my personal life or business that might help someone. And so not having it super structured allows me to do that. And that's what works for me now. That may not work for you. Maybe you are more structured or maybe you are more free flowing, let it ride, kind of see how it goes. You have anything that I share with you today You have to find what works for you. And that was one of the biggest things for me in the beginning. I went through a bunch of courses. I hired other coaches. And I had a lot of, everything was good experience. But I had, I'll share share one with you right now. I hired a coach this past year for a certain reason. And looking back, Was it helpful? Yes. But looking back, I could have saved that money, to be honest. If I'm being fully transparent with myself, fully honest with myself, I knew the answer. I think I was just in a place where I was like, help me, someone help me. And what happened was I ended up changing certain things in my business that were working. And then all of a sudden things weren't working. Because I went against my own intuition. I went against what was already working because I decided it was my decision to take the advice of someone else to follow what was working in their business. And that didn't work for me. And so the moment I switched back to what I was doing, things were working again. And so that just proved to me that you have to find what works for you in your business. And also, don't change, don't change something if it's not broken. <laughs> Lesson learned. Um, but that was a huge moment for me, just a learning moment. Like I said, I learned great things from that coach. It was a great experience. But if I sat with myself, I probably could have figured out the answer. And that's another thing in business. Once you get to a certain point, you can coach yourself through a lot of things. Once you have the background and go through all the basic trainings, the basic coaching, there's been times where I think I need help. But if I really took that extra time to sit, journal, ask myself questions, I would come to that answer that I needed. Now, that's not to discount coaching because I did hire another coach later for a different reason. And I truly believe in coaching for to find answers that you don't know 
for another set of eyes to come in and help support you or help work through something with you that maybe you're too close to it and to also hold you accountable. That is the power of coaching. And I, I've hired the same coach three or four times just to right now it's like as needed if I need help working through something that I'm too close. Okay, so going back to structure, or at least I hope that's where I left off. Um, so going back to structure, I I know that I was tracking everything in my business. So my goal was serving clients, executing on projects, and just learning a lot in the beginning. At first, my business was pulling me and I do not like that feeling. That is not a good feeling. It's cool. It's awesome that you have all these clients coming to you. But I I truly felt my business, like I could not keep up. And so I think that with along wanting to make more money, with not wanting to disappoint people, I want to help everyone. I was working Monday through Sunday. I remember there were times where I would be working, I want to say like 14 hour days. And I know that sounds crazy. And that wasn't like an everyday thing. But I don't like, I remember I would start working at nine and I would do a bunch of things, you know, do my workout, whatever. And then I would be up till maybe two still working on client projects or um, still working on certain things that I needed to do, maybe building templates, whatever it may be. Uh, Because I was just, when I have a goal and I know that I want to get there as fast as I can, I sometimes work (laughs) too much. (laughs) Um, And I'm much better at it now where I've set boundaries for myself and I can kind of share more on that but for sleep back then sleep what's sleep working out health yeah that can wait I don't need sleep I would put I would put certain things aside because the business took priority that is completely different now that is one thing that is completely different I try my best to be done shut things off at six o'clock at the latest. If there's a project that needs to be done, I'm working maybe till nine. That is it. I shut off because I know that my sleep takes priority because then I won't be able to show up. My creativity will go down if I don't take care of my sleep. And then on the flip side of that, my health, working out. My first year, Now I know it was COVID, um, but I gained, I think, 15, 20 pounds because I let my business take over. Again, that was on me. That was my decision. I ordered DoorDash. I worked. I sat on the couch and that was it. You know, yeah, I would go for walks here and there. Yeah, I I would work out. But once the gyms closed, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna work. I didn't do at home workouts. I probably use it as an excuse, but the point that I'm getting at, I set boundaries now where my morning is my morning. I get up, I do a little work, I go work out, 
and I do, I work out three to four times a week. And then I make sure I go lately. I've been wanting to get 10,000 steps a day. Now I try to shoot for, I sometimes get seven to eight, but if not seven to eight, I try to get 10,000. And I know that that comes first. Cause if I don't do that, my health is going to fall to the side and it's just going to be a ripple effect. It's going to be the same thing all over again. When I take care of my health, I'm able to show up better for my clients. And another thing with that, you know, working. So now I work Monday through Friday, about four to six hours a day. Again, if there's something that needs to be done, maybe eight hours, nine at the longest. Um, But that's not like an everyday thing. An everyday thing is about four to six hours a day, Monday through Friday, because I set that boundary that I will not work weekends, nor will my team that I have now, we don't work weekends. And I have those expectations set in our emails, like email signature. Our business hours are Monday through Friday, I think 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we don't answer anything outside of that. That's one big thing if you're going to set boundaries in anything, in your business or relationships, if you're going to set it, you have to stick to it. Don't set a boundary and then be like, oh, well, I can, I can kind of just push this off. Or otherwise, what's the point of the boundary? And how is someone supposed to respect you if you're not respecting your own boundaries? That was one big thing I learned. And so I don't work weekends. Those are, that's my time to spend by myself with my friends, with my family, because those things are important to me. Okay, so now I want to do kind of like a full comparison between then and now and also get into some of your questions that you guys asked. But basically, I went from hustling, working Monday through Sunday. If I wasn't working, I felt behind. You know, I had a goal and was focused. I mean, that's still the case. But I was focusing on serving clients, learning. I tracked everything. My content was super structured, planned out, and I was really focusing on the daily, weekly, and monthly tasks. Once I found who I wanted to serve and had a good idea of the how, you know, how was I going to serve them, then I was able to get to a point where I could start creating systems around each of those tasks that could be automated or delegated, um, outsourced by hiring someone to do that. I remember the first year I felt so scattered because I wasn't organized, right? Like everything grew so fast. I hired my first designer to help with projects because I was capped in April, I think. So like four or five months into this business and I didn't have systems in place. Hiring process, no. I had to basically learn as I went. And that's what I mean. My, I felt like my business was pulling me and I felt like I constantly was behind and needed to catch up because I didn't have systems in place because I really didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't expect this 
to become a full-time business. And I'm very thankful for it. I always, always say that. I'm so glad I'm doing this. I don't miss the fitness part at all. (laughs) But I will say without systems, shit can hit the fan real quick. (laughs) And so knowing that, you know, I got to a certain point where I was able to create those systems. And now where we are now, we have systems in place for client journey, project management, certain team roles, and every task that needs to be done in the business, we have a system for it. So SOPs, standard operating procedure, it just means you let's take one task, you write out the steps that need to be done to complete that task. And you store that somewhere to be able to train someone to do that task. And so knowing that, I was able to, as I was building this business, I was able to take note of how long projects are taking me. So then I could know how long it should take another designer. That's one big thing if you want to build a design business, guys, or service base, track your hours, how long it takes you to complete a project, a task, so that when you hire someone, and let's say it takes you two hours, give that person an extra hour or two, but let's say it's taking them eight hours on a task that should probably only take three hours. Okay. Set them down. Hey, I've noticed this is taking a little longer than it should. Where's the disconnect? What's happening? So it allows you to work through that and find a solution because you are paying that person. Do you want to pay them for the three hours it takes? Or do you want to pay them for the eight hours that it is taking extra? So having systems, we have a lot of automation set up. We actually, I just switched our client onboard. So one thing, I'm constantly reassessing and upgrading our, (laughs) redoing or tweaking our client onboarding process and just our client journey in general. Adding things to it, taking things out, making it more streamlined, giving more support wherever there needs to be improvement because I want to make sure that we provide the best service possible. And so one thing, I just updated our client onboarding process and we actually saved maybe, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Let's just say an hour. Always up it. But saved an hour on onboarding clients and then it also helps support them more by giving them even more step-by-step. That's like a win-win solution. So every time you want to look at your systems, how can this be better? How can this be better for you, for the team, for the client? I'm always looking, maybe even more than I need to, always looking at ways that we can improve. Another thing that I want to share more so from an energy place, in the beginning, I was operating from a masculine scarcity mindset. And now there's just less pressure. Yes, I'm making more money. So that does help. I'm not in such a scarcity place. But 
I'm just much more laid back. Um, I'm able to regulate my emotions better. And a lot of that is also maturity, self-awareness, growing in that area. But I do think it goes hand in hand with the business, like just operating in different ways. So having these systems set up and having a team to help support you, knowing the direction you're going, having a plan, all of these things help create a container for like a structured container for you to allow you to step out and really just open up to receiving. Once that container is in place, you get to step back and let it ride. Let it play out. I know my energy, just how just how I show up is very different now than it was when I first started. And I, yeah, there's a lot of things that happened within these past three years that have really kind of shifted my perspective. You know, when I first started um, halfway into that, started in December, my mom got cancer that following July, and that shook everyone. It was very stressful. Um, I remember feeling for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I just started this business. I, I have no systems in place. I remember, I think I hired so many people to come on. It's, it's kind of all a blur looking back because I had to do things so fast to adapt, knowing that I, like, this was going to be life-changing. I don't know what this means, but I knew that I couldn't let my business fall. So what did I need to do to support that while also being able to be there for my mom? And I think I hired three people to come on to help support, and we made it through. It, You know, I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And I remember... Though from July to January were the longest months ever. And I'm sure they were much longer from my mom, but we were waiting for a donor. And I was flying, or I flew back for a month. She was in the hospital and no one could really see her because of COVID. And January came around. And again, what happens? The donor is back out. They call me. We need to test you. Um, I was 50% match, so I needed to fly out that, I think that following week (laughs) to be a donor. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like at first I was very resistant to the change because I'm like, oh my gosh, I am stressed the F out. Like I have this, I'm trying to build this business. I want to be here for this and I don't want to lose my mom. I'm going through all these emotions and I had to, I think I remember I had to pray to God and just let go. Like, I think my dad was like, uh, I don't even, I don't know who said, but basically it was all in God's hands. We, until you're in a situation where you literally don't have control, 
you don't really know what that feels like. And so we all had to let go and just see how this played out. And come January, I fly back, do the donation. Mom gets it. Everything's good there. January ended up being one of my biggest months in sales. And I'll never forget that. I remember I told my mom, because I was with her, I think that whole month. Um, it's Again, it's like all a blur. But I remember telling her, because I always tell her all my wins, and we do, you know, we celebrate. Um, and we just looked at each other, and like, it was in awe. Like, this is crazy that I'm not even back home, and this is my biggest month. Like, God truly provided in more ways than one. Um, So I'll never forget that, just fully releasing control and putting my faith in Him. um, That is something that really changed for me and showed me that my business, yes, I can control it to a certain point, but it's truly not up to me. It's truly not in my control. My life is not in my control. It is to a certain extent. It is to the point where I decide the actions that I want to take and those actions have consequences, but it's not in control in a sense of I decide, you know, where I'm going to be or, you know, what's going to happen to me. Um, And so that was a big moment that just shifted everything. And it also goes to show how important it is. I think I remember feeling, wow, this is why systems are important and also having a team is important because I was able to be there with her and everything in the business was still running when I was able to step away. I think I was out for like two weeks. I had an operations assistant. I had a couple designers and everyone did their part. And I thank them so much. Um, It couldn't have worked out better in any way. Okay, I could seriously go on and on about this. I don't even know where (laughs) this episode took so many turns, but I think I'm going to end it on responding to some of your questions that you guys asked on Instagram. And so I'm just going to go through these uh, one by one. But first one is, do you have a team? Yes, I do. That's another thing that I'll kind of touch on. I, in the beginning, I was growing so fast that I didn't really have time to sit and process things. I kind of just acted. I had something, I needed it, I acted upon it. And so I quickly grew to a team of seven. And that supported me in the time that I needed it. But it got to a point where it was too much and I needed to scale back. So that's one thing that... You know, I got to a point, I scaled back and I was like, how am I going to make this work? I don't want this big of a team. So we scaled back and uh, raised our prices. And so that's one way that you can do it in your business if you are getting to a point where you don't have to have this massive team. And you also don't want to raise your prices to a point where it's like ridiculous. But there was wiggle room. There's still a lot of wiggle room. I'm slowly increasing our rates uh, because I always have 
a purpose behind it. But that is one big thing that I would recommend is to hire slow and fire fast. Lesson learned so I can share it with you so you don't have to make the same mistake. (laughs) So we scaled down to four and now we have a team I'll list off the roles, Um, but we are back up to seven, believe it or not. Um, But right now we have an operations assistant, a virtual assistant. I have four designers on like um, project basis. Two are web designers, three are web designers, and one is a brand designer. I And then I have a podcast virtual assistant. And then my role, I'm still designing. And then also just more so CEO and visionary. Um, and then a lot of other things. <laughs> if you didn't see my Instagram reel of all the entrepreneur roles, go check it out. It's a good one. So next question is, have you stepped into the CEO role yet? Or are you still in the crazy to-do days? Um... I don't really know what that means, stepped into the CEO role yet. I feel like I've always been in that role, but I will say I've maybe stepped more into it this year and I'm not, I don't need to be in the day-to-day operations because I do have an operations assistant that basically makes sure the business is running, our clients are taken care of, our team is supported. Um, any questions that they have. And then she's also, you know, customer service in my email inbox, answering emails um, and just reporting to me what has been done, what needs to be done, what people need from me. And then I also am in charge of my own projects that I work on. So yes, but I'm also still designing, which I will always love the design part, which is why I introduced the website in a day service. It's new. I'm excited about it because it allows me to still do the design work. It's like a win-win solution for everyone. Still do the design work, but do it in an expedited way. So an expedited service one day, and then I can also focus on other things throughout the week. Next question is how do you spend your time differently now versus then Like, what are priorities? And I did list this out so I wouldn't go off on a tangent. But here's what I wrote. I spend less time consuming and am very intentional with it. So um, anytime I listen to a podcast or watch a video, I always want to make sure I go in with the intention of what, why am I listening to this? Why am I watching it? What is, what do I want the takeaway to be? Am I listening to a business podcast for a certain takeaway that I'm looking for to solve or to answer a question that I have? Or am I listening to this podcast purely for entertainment? Or am I listening to this relationship podcast to, again, gain more insight on something that I'm working through or something that I'm dealing with? I'm just very intentional on what I'm consuming and why I'm consuming it. And I have different podcasts. Like I do business. I, right now, I would say I do less business and more entertainment 
personal development and relationships because those are areas that I want to improve on. Um, And so it kind of ebbs and flows. It goes in different phases. Another one is I prioritize my health first, which I touched on. I'm very consistent with my workouts, my walks, and my nutrition because I know when I take care of me first and also protecting my energy. When I take care of me first, then I'm able to show up better for my clients, for my friends, family, my future partner, whatever it may be. I also set a lot more boundaries now than I did in the beginning. And this goes for business and personal relationships and romantic relationships. I am not afraid to set a boundary now versus people pleasing. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they like me after saying this doesn't work for me. Um, Now it's like, this is what I need. Um, And if you can't respect that, then maybe it's not a good fit. And so some of those look like not starting work until a certain time every day, maybe only taking certain calls on certain days. So for me, I only take calls on Mondays and Fridays. And then Tuesdays through Tuesday through Thursday are my creative days because I know that it takes me more time to switch from admin, call, relationship building mindset to creative flow. And so if it takes you longer, and it's there's studies proving this, but it if it takes you longer to switch from one task to another, I know that I am more efficient when I'm focused on, okay, Tuesday, I know that I need to get in creative flow, get the juices going, go for a walk, and I can design and work on anything creative related and switch tasks a lot faster versus okay, I hopped off a call, now I got to do some bookkeeping, numbers, very analytical, into now I need to find creativity somewhere to get this design project done. So again, that helps me, but it also helps the outcome of our client projects. Another thing is I try, keyword try, to check email and click up twice a day. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon, Um, I am getting better at this. But again, seeing notifications does something in your brain of like an urgency and nothing, if you think about it, nothing is really that urgent when it comes to a website design. Once it's live, yes, there's urgency if something breaks, whatever it may be. But nothing is super urgent that you need to hear back in an hour. And so we set those boundaries. We say we will respond within 24 hours. Um, So for me, yes, I have my assistant checking email. But for me personally, if something needs to be seen, I check it twice a day. Not working on weekends. Having a 24-hour response time. So everything isn't an urgent response. And that also trains our clients um, and anyone receiving emails that not everything is urgent. Um, So it helps them relax a little bit in their business too. Shutting off the computer by six, having a morning and evening routine, outsourcing certain tasks that aren't in my zone of genius, um, keeping, this is a big one, 
keeping Sundays for meal prepping and planning the week ahead. I love my Sundays. An ideal Sunday, go to church, grab brunch with friends, come home, not talk to anyone, meal prep, order groceries first, meal prep, watch a good movie, relax, look at the week ahead, plan out, write out my schedule, feel prepared going into Monday. That is my perfect Sunday. (laughs) Now that doesn't happen all the time if there's like events going on, but that is ideally what I do. Um, Other things, being being intentional, who I surround myself with. I think that was another one on the other list. Um, I'm very intentional about who I surround myself with or spend more time with. It's a huge one um, for energy. Uh, Being okay without or being okay with saying no, even without an explanation. I know this one is very uncomfortable for people pleasers, (laughs) Um, but now... I'm okay with saying no. Now you can say it in a nice way, but um, you can just say no. You don't need an explanation for everything. Only take on a certain amount of clients. So right now we only take on a certain amount of clients per month. Now that has changed a little bit with capacity and bringing on other designers, which is what I wanted. Um, But let's say in the beginning, I was taking on probably 15 clients a month. That was crazy. And then I got to a point where I only took on 8 to 10 clients a month. That felt good. Um, That was like a sweet spot. Calendar blocking, setting aside certain days, like I mentioned, to do certain tasks that are very similar to each other. So you save time and energy in between tasks. Other ones, I focus on building my business to support my lifestyle now instead of the other way around in the beginning. In the beginning, the main focus that everyone focuses on (laughs) is making money. And you get to a point where you might forget, oh shoot, I'm working Monday through Sunday. This isn't the life that I planned. This isn't the life that... I had in mind. And so when you get to a point where you can take a step back and then right now my focus is building my business around the lifestyle that I want. And that's definitely possible. And the last two, which are very important that have changed now and have made some of the big cha- biggest changes in my life is I prioritize me, my relationship with God. Um, what does that look like? Bible study once or twice a week, church once a week, um, devotion in the morning, and then prayer throughout the day or at night. Um, and then also just a prayer of gratitude. I'm, I say this a lot, but this is something I do every time we bring on a new client or we close another project. I literally do a dance and I get giddy and I say thanks to God. Thank you, Lord, for making this happen because it allows me to do what I love to do and supports the lifestyle that I have. And I think that's super important, just giving thanks um, as you're going through it and not forgetting that gratitude. The other one is prioritizing spending time with friends, family, community. That's something that has really changed this year especially community. 
I didn't realize how important it was. And I keep saying that because I didn't. And having that community of close girlfriends is so powerful. It's so empowering. Um, and just surrounding yourself with the right people that lift you up and want to see you win will take you so much further than being alone or surrounding yourself with people who are questioning you, maybe doubt you. Oh, hey, I hope that works. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Those are not words of encouragement. I would minimize your time that you spend around those kind of people. You want people in your corner and pushing you to do better. Okay. And the last question, I know this is so long. The last question is when and how did you know you needed to start operating more in your feminine energy? I love this question. I don't know if it was a specific moment, but like I shared one of the biggest ones was when my mom was going through her cancer because I knew at that point that I wanted to spend more time with her. And I think I took a step back and was like, what am I doing? Why am I treating this business as if it's more important than family or friends? And I think it was, that was one of the moments that my priorities were off and I needed to do a reality check. Um, not saying that, you know, family wasn't important by any means, but you do get caught up with success and go, go, go. Like, I got to keep going. I got to keep moving. And you might forget just Make sure you keep your priorities in check. Um, so I think that was one that, you know, nothing really matters in life other than family, friends, community, living a good life, being a good person. Um, and you, you want to make sure you keep that in check. I think another moment was, I guess not a certain moment, but... I think I was getting caught up in the little things and worrying so much. And my faith wasn't the strongest at that time. And I think growing my relationship with God helped me realize that the little things don't matter in this sense, from the sense of the things that we worry about, they really don't matter at the end of the day. And you have to trust that everything's going to work out just the way it's going to work out and stop worrying so much. And so I think that was just an awareness piece on my part that I needed to put more faith in God, really trust him um, instead of trying to control things the way I wanted them to be. And I think this goes in relationships too. We try to control the outcome, it's hard. I get it. Like if you like someone and you really want it to work, it's hard not to try and control the outcome. But if you sit back and shift your perspective on, you know what, whatever's meant to happen will happen. 
and whoever's meant to be in your life will be. What do they say? If someone's meant to be in your life, nothing you say or do will push them away. Um, I truly believe that. And I, that's one thing I'm working on myself in that area is to really, again, trust God and trust that, okay, if this didn't work out, then it's for a reason. And if this, then something better. Or if not this, I always get that messed up. If not this, then something better or then someone better. Um, it's hard. It's hard in business. If something isn't working, I'm now able to take a step back and not put so much pressure on that or myself. You know, let's say I'm having a low month because it does happen. Um, Let's say I'm having a low month. I had one, I don't know, June maybe? June or, yeah, June. I, beforehand, I would have been stressing really bad and it would have shown up in other areas of my life. But now, I don't know. I just have this different perspective and energy of like, okay, yes, I need to address what is going on, but also trust that things will work themselves out. And if it's a low month, it's a low month. Maybe next month will be a higher month. And so I look at things maybe a little differently now, and maybe that's more the feminine state. Um, Yeah, I mean, even this question, there's so many different answers. But I think if I were to pinpoint it, I would probably just say at the rate that I was going, I couldn't live my life that way. Stressed, hustling, hustling. taking it out on other people, constantly worrying about trying to control the outcome. Like that's no way to live. And so I think that just showed me that, you know, if I, if I want this to work, I also need to lean back and truly trust whatever's meant to happen will happen. I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that I can share on this topic. It's just not coming up right now. (laughs) So that is what keeps coming up. I really don't have a clear answer, but I will say just overall in general, it's been quite a journey to just see from how I started to where I am now. And also just, you may not know it, but people see it. And I didn't know this. And what's really cool is when people tell you, they see something different. They see the transformation. So I've had friends, but then also people that I'm not very close with that follow me on social media, they've reached out and they just send messages of like, I love to see you thriving. I can see you glowing in a different light. I can see how you're showing up differently. You just look so much happier. You just look like you are living the life that you want. And yes, not everything's perfect. I'm not saying that by any means, but if you have been following me and if you know my story and if you know me personally, 
you know what I'm talking about. And I feel it too. I just didn't, I didn't realize that it was maybe that obvious. Um, But people do see, they are watching you and just know that the energy that you give off, you attract the right people into your life at the stage where you're at. So if you're in a negative point in your life, you're probably going to attract negative people. And if you're in a positive, radiant energy area is where you want to get to, just imagine the beautiful people, personalities that you're going to attract because we mirror each other, right? If you've ever been in a relationship or a friendship, you're like, gosh, I really love that about them or I love how they make me feel. But have you ever taken a second to sit back and ask yourself why and maybe notice that those are personality traits that you have and those are actions that you give off to other people and you can actually give to yourself. I know that's one big shift that, and I know this is on a tangent, but that's one thing that I've noticed lately If there's something that I like in someone else, it might be because that's a a mirror. That's a reflector. We're mirrors for each other. So if we love something about someone else, we need to give that love to us and same thing for them. It's a very beautiful way to look at things and hopefully I said it in the right way. (laughs) But um, yeah, I hope you got some good takeaways from this episode went a little different directions, but that is how we roll. And I can't control that. (laughs) And letting go and letting the conversation flow. So I would love to hear from you, you know, what you learned from the episode. Maybe something stood out to you, relates to you. Maybe you're in a certain phase. Like I would love to know maybe, you, you know, what part are you operating from? What questions you have? Let me know in the review section. Um, you know, reviews always help by leaving a review on iTunes to help support the show so other people can hear these episodes as well. Otherwise, send me a message on Instagram. I love connecting with you guys and I will catch you in the next episode. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, Don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.